1: Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on
0: Score North and Scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Uh seeing what Cooper Cup did last year, him getting Close to the record, Um, just him being so so open so many times. There's a lot of things on film that I I watched, I looked at, uh, that I'm excited about this year. Um, And even being in the meetings with him and him talking over schemes and different things that he did with the Rams, uh, things that he planned on doing
1: with us, it's it's very exciting. I'm definitely excited to start the season right now. And we're excited for Purple Access, Judd Zolgad, Star Tribune, sports columnist, my buddy Chip Scoggins, executive producer, Declan Goff. As you heard at the top of this show, um, sponsored by our friends at TCL TV and also presented by Surly Brewing Company. Don't forget, April 28th, two weeks from the day we are recording this, the first Purple Daily uh, Surly draft party at the Surly Brew Hall at which Before I Die Beer, especially brewed beer for that night, will be available. Um and plenty of excitement. Doors open at 3, and we start at 6. All right, Chip Scoggins, I want to start with the guy that we just heard from uh, as the Vikings off-season program is underway now, which basically is probably more classroom stuff at this point. But Justin Jefferson, one is, do you agree with me in a positive way? He looks thicker. I think he looks bigger. I think he looks like he's put on weight up top. His arms looked a bit more jacked and uh he looks like he has purposely gotten himself stronger.
0: Yeah, he doesn't look as wiry. Right. As, as he has been. Um and that's maybe that's just age and being in part of the, you know, the uh strength program for a couple more years and but no, he looks he said he looks and feels great and uh a lot of interesting comments have come out of uh the first real player access. Since since the uh, coaching change and and out there back for all season, but uh, it was interesting. I thought a couple points that Jefferson made. Uh, one, the Cooper Cup, he paid attention to how they used him. Uh, two, he seemed excited to have an offensive minded head coach that's uh-huh. in the that's running their meeting rooms every day. Yep. And oh yes, he has paid attention to the contracts <laughs> that wide receivers have have uh, gotten here this off season. So um, as as well he should. So, um, but no, the thing that struck me in listening to all the players that came through the, the interview room was um, there seems to be a new lease on life and just a uh, clear of the air, which you would expect when you have a coaching change, but it, um, they all seem uh, enthused by what they, the environment they have walked into.
1: What's your take on that? I'm I'm very mixed, uh, because I will continue to say I was on the the bandwagon of Spielman and Zimmer should be fired, so I was all for it, but I find it a little bit disingenuous now that to a man it's like oh god man new culture glad they're gone, and I guess here's why I'm a little I'm a little frustrated one is i think mike was part of the problem but to like paint it as mike was the only problem i think is ridiculous the second thing chip that frustrates me is this one if things were this bad veterans could have spoken up like like if you like don't don't keep your mouth shut and be the you know i mean like a guy like kendrick's dude you carry weight so if things are terrible tell somebody um and and like you can't just it's why the whole thing of, oh, you know, we just come to work and we're doing our job, and then to be like, but, but I'm glad he's gone. Um, a young player, totally get that. You, you're yeah. not going to speak up. A veteran player, uh, it's a little bit frustrating now to act like, well, now now the problem's gone. Yeah, I just I, I
0: mean, I still think it is hard because I, and we said this, like and I don't want to keep just piling on Zim, but um, he – there was a lot of tension. And when things went bad, there was tension in that building, and, and you, you heard it privately. You, you sort of knew that um, when things, the temperature got turned up internally. Um, um, people got uncomfortable, right? With and so, I think it's probably easier just to keep your mouth shut and come to work and maybe be miserable in silence, <laughs> so to speak. You know, I just think that's the NFL culture. You know, it's just don't speak out if if there's if you're unhappy. Um, but yeah, I mean, could they have voiced some of this, you know, um, some of the things that they felt last year while it was going on? I guess, but I just don't think that's sort of the way most NFL players go about it.
1: I guess my frustration with it is this it clearly affected them. Like they are basically saying it affected our play, like it affected yeah. our performance. And if it did, um, this is why I was in favor of the next step being significant locker room changes. Cause if it affected your performance and you did nothing, that doesn't help the locker room. Like, like a Kendricks I think has to step up or, or a guy who is, or like a Kirk has to step up and say, for the good of the team and my young teammates, something needs to, to be set, said here. And if Mike was the tyrant that he's coming off at and they did nothing, this is why I've been saying you've got to shake up the locker room too because you don't want people who are going to, as, as you said rightfully so, come to work and be like, oh, oh, okay. I, I mean, Pat Bev, for instance, <laughs> yeah. would have kicked some ass, which, yeah. is, which is what I want. I want that yeah. guy. I don't want a bunch of guys who are like, well, because, you know, Chip, five games in, if things aren't go- going well, this group is going to pull the same act, which is well, we're not going well. So, like, I want some fire, I want some pushback, and and this team, to a man, feels like it doesn't have that. Harrison Smith leads, but he doesn't lead that that way. And I yeah. feel, I just feel like they don't have that. They still are lacking a chemistry that is necessary for success in sports.
0: Well, or that that guy. Maybe not chemistry. I think they generally like each other, but you're talking about that kind of that galvanizing Pat Babb type guy. No, and, and I want those guys. Typically, should be your quarterback, but that's not Cousins. Uh, you know, that's not his personality, right? I do think Jefferson has some of that in him. I think Dalvin has some of that in him. Yeah. Um, kind of that uh, that personality that's willing to speak up and kind of be the focal point. So I think they do have it. Just um i just honestly i just think it was so dysfunctional last year with at the end with zimmer and stillman not talking and zimmer you know the conversation about is he gonna keep his job not his job and i just think it was so dysfunctional it's probably beyond hope (laughs) you know or beyond fixing um but it's um they clearly feel like it you know it's only been a, a week but um and and Typically, we hear a lot of this stuff when players come back for the first time they haven't seen each other in a couple months. You know, they've been off a of vacation. They're happy to be back around each other. Right. So some of that's normal anyways. But I do get the sense that everybody was ready for a fresh start and something different.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, on Jefferson, I want your prediction here. So he, he's going into year three. His contract is a four-year contract. But as a first-round pick, it's got an option for year five. He's eligible for an extension in May of 23, which is a year from this May. Um, What's your prediction here as far as as how this is going to play out? Because I've heard some are like, well, you know, he signed for a long time. But like his rookie contract, he's not going to be, he's not looking at these contracts right now and thinking, I'll get mine in three years. Yeah. He's probably identified May of 23 as it's time to get mine. What's your prediction here? Because I don't think that this is, he's too good for this just to be an easy, we'll wait till your fifth year option has expired to really. No, that's, this.
0: and that's the thing is like, if, if, if you, if they play that game, like we'll just, because, hey, we got control and then we'll pick up his fifth year option. You do that with, you know, your normal players, right? I mean, Chris. You don't do that with uh, your superstar and, and a guy who's so valuable to your franchise and your most popular player. And, and, you know, one of the best receivers. It, I mean, I would assume that if he has kind of year like he's been doing and stays on this trajectory that they will do it next off season. I, I just think be proactive in one of these things and show them, uh, you know, how valuable and meaningful he is to the organization. So I would I would guess that you would do it sooner rather than later, even though you don't have to.
1: Uh-huh. I
0: mean, you, you know, with what's contract, you you don't have to. But I think in a situation like this, it's in the best interest that you do. Yeah. And so, because um, yes. you know, the numbers he's putting up and just what he means to you, uh, he's outperforming the contract. And yeah. we've seen it where if a guy does that two three years, I mean, you get rewarded for that.
1: Yeah. And I feel like the Vikings have been proactive there. So I I don't, I I guess I'm not saying that I think this is going to be a Vikings problem. I think that this, I think that this assumption that, Oh, he signed for is like, no, 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 he signed, but he's not going to be uh, pleased. And I I mean, you know, to what he was saying in his press conference, I think that he did on Tuesday and he's exactly right about this. um, That position now, is being paid astronomically, yeah, and and there's a premium put on the best players there, which is probably very very fair, but it's not one where I don't think if if you are Justin Jefferson, you're going to look at what Devontae get, got paid and think, oh, someday you're going to say as soon as possible. And I think yeah. you know what he's justified.
0: And he's justified, yeah, and it's um and it's hard to think when you look at his numbers, he's going to be more of a focal point of the offense. But with O'Connell's offense, I and he's talking, about, he's talking about Cooper Cup, I think there is a next level for Justin Jefferson to get to. Uh, conversely, I'm curious. Uh, we saw Dalvin, and Dalvin is excited. He switched to number four, and he feels like, hey, you're going to see a new Dalvin because it's, it, you know, to his credit. I mean, I'm sure it, it is meaningful to him. He says, dad, that's the number of dad and brother. Everybody recognized him. He said, I didn't realize this, that everybody in the organization called him four anyways because that's kind of how he was associated oh, really? with yeah, oh, okay. he's, I didn't see
1: that part. Like, he,
0: uh, because that was his number until he got here that
1: mm-hmm.
0: everybody always, they call him, the, they call him four in the, in the locker room. Um, so it, it's, it's meaningful to him, but I, I am very curious to see how O'Connell fits Dalvin into his offense in terms of, cause I don't think it's going to be, you know, like Zim, we're, we're going to ride Dalvin and we're going to be a run based offense. And, um, but it how he uses them right it's it's going to be fascinating to me
1: i agree completely i think that there's different ways he made so cook who who is who has definitely in fairness uh been a part of the passing game but well, he yes. made but he made a reception i think it was in the um primetime game against the steelers at us bank stadium last last season i think he made a reception over the middle in traffic that was incredible like it was mm-hmm. a high skill catch and that's where i'm curious if he's going to be incorporated now see if you go back and look there's such a huge difference between a receiver being truly part of the passing game and a checkdown option yeah yeah, um, yeah and so what I'm curious about is is Dalvin going to become a bigger part of the of the overall game plan outside of the checkdowns? you know outside of the Kirk's in trouble here's the ball and I would agree with you I think that the I think the run game is going to remain fundamentally incredibly important to this offense mm-hmm. but yeah, there's a difference in how you use guys and philosophy, yeah, um, yeah. which I think is going to be completely changed, especially from what Clint Kubiak did or didn't do in 2021. Well, and that's the thing; it's like
0: you would have to think that O'Connell. I mean, he's been around some, you know, great offensive minds, and he probably is himself. That you look at a guy like Dalvin's, like, okay, this guy's uniquely talented, right? Just a special talent. Um, let's figure out how to get the best out of that and whether it's, you know, take some of the carries off them and use them as a wide receiver or some as a receiving option. Um I, I have to think that they're going to find, you know, creative ways to use your best talent versus. Yes. Uh And that's, that's the thing we heard from Thiel and definitely, I think cousins too, that there's more freedom uh in this offense. And it's early, you know, it's two days in the, off season, so they haven't seen the whole thing, but they get the sense that there's going to be more freedom within the offense for players to um, kind of maximize what they do well. Yeah. And should. more freedom for Kirk to have uh, autonomy at the, uh, not autonomy, but more, more uh, leeway at the line. We'll see how that translates, Correct, but it's, you know, it, it just speaks to, how rigid Zim was with his offense. And we're going to do it this way. And we're, you know, this is what I want. Um, so I think, and that, you know, that might be the key. We've talked about it for two darn years. There's too much talent on an offense for them to
1: finish 12th and scoring. Mm-hmm. In the, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And this is going to come down to a, a few things. And one is that Kirk is going to have to take chances. Kirk's going to, ha- Kirk's going to have to make throws. He hates, he hates making. and <laughs> And if he doesn't, It's going to be trouble like the the check down, the the check down by default, which see, this is the thing that we're going to find out how much of this was Zimmer and how much of this was Mike not wanting Kirk to make mistakes and Kirk agreeing with that.
0: Yeah. Here's the thing, Judd. If it's that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Can O'Connell coach that out of him? I know. You know,
1: can can he can,
0: can he coach out? the temptation to play it safe. And we, but it, you know, it so weird because we saw it for what stretches were last year, the middle of the season where it was cut it loose, Kirk, right. It was, you right. Know, I'm taking chances. I'm throwing the ball down the field and then I'm right. not going to get in trouble. But um, who was it that was it? Uh, I think it was stealing at the end of his press conference was basically saying that, you know, there is this freedom that guess what? You're going to make mistakes. And, live with it and deal with it and move on to the next thing. And, and right. You know Zim said all those things last year, but you never really knew if he believed it, if it was, you know, because a game later, he'd tell that sideline reporter, we're throwing it too much, you know, at halftime or whatever. Right. So it'll be interesting to see if, if that is, I mean, which we think it is cousins kind of DNA to, to play it safe and, and not take as me. If O'Connell can coach it out and pull something else out of him, that, that, right. that, you know, to get him to to take more chances. So
1: I do think that the skill position players offensively are fantastic. Like, I really like them. Um, I think we have to go in with some assumptions until proven wrong. One is Cook is going to get hurt at some point. He always does. So like until he plays, well now, 17 games, but until he plays an entire year, um, I don't think you can take enough work off him that he doesn't get, get hurt. I mean, he plays a position that's just, awful as far as the Mm -hmm. pounding the second thing is as much as i like irv smith i'm assuming he he's going to miss time at some point the other thing and this is where it see see to me this is what i'm so curious to to see and i'm glad mike's gone now because like now it's on the players completely chipper Mm -hmm. the other thing that's going to be so intriguing along with kirk being cut loose and told you're going you it's imperative you make mistakes i i've said this if i was o'connell I would call Kirk in, and I would put in front of him Stafford stats and I would circle picks and say, I didn't have a problem with this. Yeah, I wouldn't a problem with yeah, yeah. I didn't have a problem with this. And you're going to, and you're going to throw these. But the other thing that's going to be so intriguing with Thielen is this one. This is now Thielen is going to be important, very important at times. But he's also now clear cut the number two guy here. Like mm-hmm. so this is everything I do, like offensively, outside of Kirk. Everything I do is geared towards the success of one guy starting off with Justin Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. So, like, there's a lot of intrigue with Mike out of the equation now, Chipper. There's going to be a lot of intrigue for how guys handle the fact that, like, the days of, hey, it's Diggs and Thielen. Uh uh, those are long gone. It's Jefferson, 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 Jefferson. Oh, and Adam's good too, but it's Jefferson.
0: Yeah. And it's, I mean, you can't be so, you know, we're locking in on this guy in there, you know, because he's going to get double, but it is interesting. I'm I'm sure O'Connell came in and told him, here's what we do with Cooper cup. Look at his stats. You know, I mean, just look at the production and, and I have, I'm going to bring the same thing and have the same mindset for you that you're going to have that kind of presence. Um, That doesn't mean we're going to ignore Adam Thielen because you you can't have it that way. I mean, you got to have uh, other options, but think about, the attention and everything that Cooper Cup became last year, right? I, and it, I mean, heck, Justin Jefferson has already put up historic numbers first two years anyway. So, but I, as, as I say, I think there is a next step for him, and I think O'Connell's is coming in with that mindset.
1: So o- O'Connell actually went through that exact scenario from. From the Super Bowl, I believe, or it might have been the Conference Title Game. No, it, it was the Bengals game, and this is what's intriguing. So basically, the Bengals said what teams said to the Vikings about Jefferson, which is we are not going to let him beat us. What the Rams said is okay, cool. So a- after about a quarter <laughs> plus of this, they motion cup because yeah. you can't, you can't. The only way to to double a guy successfully consistently is to know what that guy is going to do. Right. So, so Cub got moved around and by doing that, they freed him up at times. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like to me, it's not, it's not the old, well, they're taking Jefferson away. So now, now we're going to go to Thielen or Irv Smith. It's they're taking Jefferson away. So everyone's going to try to help Jefferson. And that's yeah. where like this is going to get like it's so easy in the spring to talk a big game, right? Sure. Got more freedom. Zimmer yeah. was the bad guy. But when you start the season and it's like, oh no, there's really one star here and the rest of you are important. That's when I that's when it gets to be intriguing because egos get involved and yeah. different things start to come into play. I'm just saying, like, I am very excited to see what Justin Jefferson can do. And then the rest of it to me is trickle down <laughs> from there.
0: Yeah, and I, you would think that O'Connell, having been there with Sean McVay and and gone through that, that they figured out how to scheme guys open even when there's a bullseye on them, right? I mean, you think, you think the second half of last year teams weren't saying, okay, we got to come in and figure out cup. They're going to throw the ball to him. We know it. We got to figure it out, and they still were successful in doing it. So it's just being creative in how you do it, and and that's where I think this coaching staff, you know. Has the the knowledge and and the um, the willingness to do that versus just, I mean that you know that's the thing that used to uh, drive me crazy when cousin says, "Well, I just take me where the the reeds tell me to take." No, no, okay, no, right, correct, no, <laughs> no. and you'll be told not to now. Yeah, have your reed take you to Jefferson, <laughs>
1: you know? right? Well, and and we're going to free him up. Yeah. And if anybody comes back and says I was open, you say "Um, I'm working with 18 right now. So be quiet. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're but but I mean, this is but but Chip, I mean, how many and football football is the poster child for exactly this. How many times have we covered mini camps, OTAs into training camp where a guy's a new guy, right? I got in trouble, but now I'm a new guy or. I am, I am on board with what we do, no matter what it means. And then yeah. we get into like week four and the guy's like, uh, I'm, I'm not really on board. with It's <laughs> so like, this is what I find to be just so intriguing. And like, we've yeah. seen this before and covered it. And it's definitely different right now to say, this is great. And then in, you know, September 20th to be like, this ain't so great.
0: Yeah. There has to be the fall through, right? I mean, it has to be what, what they're saying now and, 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 you know, stick with it and but um I do think the fact that there's a relationship with O'Connell uh and cousins and the fact yep. that you know you can tell me that him and Zimmer were meeting once a week. There was no relationship. I'm sorry. 100%. And there there's no understanding, no and so will that lead to different results? Will that help cousins um it can't hurt you know help cousins come out of, you know, or find another uh the you know the willingness and the ability to to improvise more to have more freedom to not worry about making mistakes and get screamed at by Zim or whatever we'll see but it certainly is positive I think that he has this relationship with the coach and he feels comfortable with him.
1: And to to be clear too, I'm not talking about Kirk. I'm t- talking about the skill position guys who are yeah. going to u- ultimately be be important decoys at times. Yeah. So like, well, I'm I'm talking about the guys who are because I am curious what guys can do. Yeah, but there's there's only there's only one guy who I think can be a superstar, and that's eighteen.
0: But there has to be, yeah. It, 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 along those lines, it's like to circle back on Dalvin. It's like there has to be a certain number of touches for him. I mean, because he's not mm-hmm. you're not paying him to be a decoy, and he's he's you know his talent is such that he's not a decoy. He's he's got to be a
1: Fairly significant part of the offense, I would think, right? Um, y- yes, yes, he does, but he's still not my most important guy.
0: No, I th- I still think Je- Jefferson is. I mean, he's your, but um, but that's 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 the you know the the question for O'Connell is like, how do you fit, which Dalvin is a huge piece of it into that sure. equation, you know?
1: To be fair. When I say Rams offense two thousand twenty one, give me two names. Uh, Matthew Stafford, <laughs> correct. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's the ultimate but, point. I mean, Cook. I I agree. Dalvin's yeah. a marvelous player, but but the thing about it is, I also if I'm being if I'm being realistic with myself and my coaching staff, when I sit down, I want Cook to be important. But I'm also saying I'm assuming he's going to be hurt at some point. So so like that and and that doesn't take away from the position. There's positional Mm -hmm. importance there. But I'm just saying, you know, JJ's done a he's durable, looks bigger. And I mean, there's something to be said for from day one, not missing Mm -hmm. time. Like like I I give Kirk, I give Kirk credit there. Kirk cousins, if he's done one thing, he plays. You know, since COVID, he plays.
0: Well, is it any coincidence that Jefferson said he wants the season to start right now? <laughs> you know, I think he knows.
1: Yeah,
0: no. I think he knows what's about to happen uh, in terms of uh, you know balls coming his way, the routes he's yes. going to get the run, his his impact on the offense, which has already been big. So it's not like this is a guy who has had an okay start to his career and now is going to jump up. I mean, we're talking about historic numbers, and now, yep. Um, but you're you're bringing in a guy who uh, can can elevate that even more.
1: Jefferson's the one guy too. So and I I'll I'll just say this. Um I, pro, I probably qualify as a Jefferson stan based on the sense that I think he's one of the few guys with that team who's completely, if this makes sense, sincere. Like I felt for him last year when 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 he didn't get the ball, when KJ yeah. Osborne caught I felt bad for him. It, it, it's like this guy is because I think he is a I think he's a good kid, and I think he's sincere. And I don't think he's jaded. And I really no. like. I feel the same way about him that I do. Ant.
0: That is, you sold the words right out of my mouth. I mean, to me, he is Ant. An like he's yeah. the more he has the ball, uh, you just feel like something special is going to happen. And um, there's the passion, the love, the greatness, the desire yeah. to be the best, um, the belief that he's the best. Like those two guys, when they walk on the field, they think they're the best player. And it's not like arrogance. It's just like. I'm better than you and right, you know, but it's, a joy. I mean, it's, but it's yeah, it, but it's, it's, it's a, it's, a it's not a, uh, you know, something that rubs you the wrong way. It's just like, Hey, these guys are so good and so supremely talented that you want to make them the focal point of what you're doing.
1: And the plan, of course, on on April 28th, which is two weeks from the night that we are recording this, is for the Vikings to improve that talent in the first round of the draft. Right now, they have the 12th pick. And I'm going to tell you right now, Chip Scoggins, I hope that you stick to what you said last week, which is you're going to join us uh, for an appearance at the Surly Brew Hall, where for no admission, you can come watch... A live uh, Purple Daily Show. Doors open at Surly at 3 o'clock. We start at 6. Surly is brewing a beer for that night in particular called Before I Die, which, of course, is the mission of all (laughs) Vikings fans. Before you die, you want to see what? A Super Bowl championship. Uh, Again, doors open at 3. No admission charge. We'll be doing a live podcast that will start at 6 o'clock. We'll have a a microphone and camera there uh, for fans to Chime in with their thoughts. It's essentially going to be a live vent line, and my friend Chip Scoggins has said that he will attend as well. So we look forward to your analysis. And yes, you will get a free beverage, if not two, a before I die. Surly brew. How does that sound, Chipper?
0: I will be there, and I want to try that before I die.
1: Everything so that make
0: is great. Everything
1: to make. It I know great. it's it's yeah. just golden, <laughs> golden, and all, also up for grabs. We will be giving away a TCL TV as well. Ooh. So April 28th, Thursday, join us at Surly Brew Hall for a no admission charge uh, Purple Daily Draft Party. All right, last thing. Kirk Cousins said at his access, I want to retire a Viking. Odds you think the Kirk Cousins would probably need one more contract after this current one will retire a Viking, Chipper.
0: Um, they better make a deep playoff run in the next two years. Then, you know, if they were to do that, then you then you would be justified in doing. If they don't, I think you you obviously you move on and start over. So, um, I don't necessarily think they're built to make that run right now. Um, it's you know, it's interesting. You know, I mean, what's he gonna say? I don't want to be here. You know, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, that, but... yeah it, it, I want out. It's something everybody says, you know. Um, but anytime cousin says something, it, it makes news like that. But it, for for that to happen, and 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 he even uh, followed it up with, I have to earn that right, which he knows. Um, just being a fringe playoff team, maybe squeaking in, losing—that's not going to get it done. They have to make a deep playoff run.
1: I'm curious if he ever has to play as a Viking chip with a guy that would be considered close to competition. So like is 2000, are, are they going to draft a quarterback potentially in the first round of 2023, a year from April where, where there is a threat because the one thing he has never had here ever. And, and in fact, I think that they bent over backwards, not to do it was well, to ever have a backup quarterback who actually could replace him if he wasn't playing well.
0: Well, no, cause you're not going to pay a guy $35 million and say, you might win the job. You might not. I mean, they're, they're not going to have that. You know, so and there's nobody. If you draft a guy this year, or next year, it's not. He's not going to come in and take his job. And you, there's no way in heck you're going to pay a guy. And, and of cousin's salary and, and his stature right. and, and and just where he's at his career. I mean, a rookie's not going to come in and outperform him. You know, right? Um, so that that won't happen. But it, it'll be if they've decided that it'll somebody will come in for a red shirt season
1: and then you move on. Chipper, great stuff. I'll talk to you. In- Next week, enjoy the uh, Wolves playoff run and much more. Talk to you. All later. right, brother. We'll enjoy see. your surly. Bye.